Don't miss a minute of Cyclones action this season. You can catch every game, home or away, live or on demand, over at HockeyTV.com. What's going on, Cyclones fans? Jake Senholz back with you for another episode of Inside Cyclones Hockey, one of the last regular season episodes as the season continues to roll on here and we head to the last home game weekend of the season. Uh, Going to be talking quite a lot about that with uh, uh, quite a lot about that with Zach Surway. Uh, so we're not, not going to really touch on that too much here in this opening segment, but we will look back at what was a very uh, competitive, successful, fun weekend of hockey to watch as Wausau took on Rochester. Now, the mighty Grizzlies of Rochester continue to compete with Oregon for that first overall seed in the Central Division. So they were desperate. They were in need of the four points that were up for grabs against the Cyclones this weekend. And Wausau certainly made them work for them. Uh, shots on goal totals, uh, very lopsided over the weekend, but Colin Lemansky put on an impressive performance, who, by the way, gave us uh, almost an 18-minute interview, which you can find at the end of this episode. was fun sitting down with Colin, a nice, humble, talented kid, uh, and uh, definitely uh, w- was a great conversation with him. Make sure you check that out. Uh, but he would go on to make uh, on 51 shot a, a shots on goal, he would go on to make 47 saves on Friday night, and the Cyclones would battle to a 4-3 to three loss. The Grizzlies would score first 7 minutes 39 seconds into the first period. Dylan Chapman, just 3 minutes later, would tie the game at 1, and that's how we entered our first intermission. The second period, though, belonged to the Grizzlies, as they would light the lamp twice uh, giving us a 3-1 to one deficit going into the third period. But the Cyclones would not go away on Aproxia Kids Night. And as we know, Cullen Mooring's little brother lives with Aproxia. Uh, the reason we do the promotion is because of him and his family. So he scores, uh, making it a 3-2 to two game at the 6.04 mark. was a, a beautiful shot. Cullen stepped up. Uh, picked off the puck just inside the blue line and then went top shelf blocker side. It was a thing of beauty. Make sure you head over to the Wausau Cyclones Instagram page at Wausau Cyclones. Watch the highlights from these Friday from this Friday night game. His goal was great. So was Antonio Gomez's, which came just 53 seconds later. So Cyclones score two times in less than a minute to cut a three to one deficit turn it into a 3-3 to tie game, but unfortunately, Brady Strand would play the hero for the Grizzlies just about two and a half minutes later, would extend the lead back to 4-3, to and that's where the game would finish. Uh, but the, the Cyclones, I mean, they had the building buzzing. It was awesome. Uh, the Mooring goal followed up by Antonio Gomez's first goal as a Cyclone. Uh, it was just a very fun minute of hockey there. And then the Grizzlies showed why they are the top team in the division. They were able to shake off that adversity and score a goal just a few minutes later, which would ultimately be the game winner. Lots of penalties all weekend long, a lot of roughing penalties. Uh, Wasn't too many, you know, too many scraps, too many fights, but a lot of roughing uh, penalties and uh, uh, stick penalties, a lot of trippings and hookings this weekend as well. Uh, So a smattering of penalties there. If you'd like to see the full breakdown, uh, you can certainly do so over at wassacyclones.com. 
Tate Cothern would get the win, but the Cyclones uh, doubled up his uh, season totals. He had a 167 uh, goals against average and almost a 94 save percentage. Cyclones were able to uh, light the lamp three times, so they doubled up his season average numbers on just 17 shots. Colin Lemansky, as I said, 47 shots, or saves rather, on 51 shots. So impressive goaltending battle, uh, especially on the part of Colin Lemansky and the Cyclones able to find uh, a way to beat a talented Tate Cothern three times, falling just short on Friday. Saturday was a little bit of a different story. Ultimately, a 6-2 victory, again, in a second period, dominated by the Grizzlies. It was 1-1, once again, heading into the first intermission. Gabe Randall would score on the power play to tie the game at the 15-31 mark. Then again, the second period was all Grizzlies. They would score four of the five total goals. But Antonio Gomez again scores his second of the weekend, second of a Cyclone as a Cyclone. At the time, it cut the lead to four to two. So it gave the Cyclones a little bit of life. But Maxwell Clark would score with just 38 seconds to go in the period, really kind of putting the game out of reach. And just for good measure, Eric Henborn added one in the third. So the lone Cyclones goals on Saturday, belonging to Randall and Gomez. And if you thought Lemansky was impressive on Friday, uh, it just continued on Saturday. He made uh, 56 shot uh, saves on 56 shots. I believe that number should be a little bit higher. Uh, he hit the, the 70 mark uh, at one point. Maybe that was uh, the, the weekend previous. I thought it was this last weekend that he saw 70 shots. But uh, regardless... Uh, over 100 pucks coming Lemansky's way, and he stood tall uh, for all but six of them, giving him just under a 90% save percentage on Saturday. Uh, so as I mentioned, we have a weekend preview coming up with Zach Surway against the Milwaukee Power. It will be the last games of the season uh, inside the Marathon County Ice Arena as uh, the Cyclones are uh, have been officially eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, but it's been it's been a fun year, and it's always fun taking on the Grizzlies. Whether uh, it's back to the Riverwolves days or it's the Cyclones, uh, we've just been able to give the Grizzlies good games. Not quite sure for what reason, but uh, always fun, always competitive against those uh, Grizzlies of Rochester. So that's the weekend that was. Make sure you're following the Wausau Cyclones across your favorite social media at Wausau Cyclones. Go check out those highlights; they are worth a watch. I am Jake Senholz. You can find me on Twitter at Senholz on Sport. And uh, we will see you around the rink or on Hockey TV this weekend. We got Zach Surway coming up after this. And then almost 20 minutes with Colin Lemansky on the back end of that interview. Uh, at least check out the Lemansky interview. Uh, like I said, a uh, great young kid uh, who joined the team just a handful of weeks ago and has really made an impression here in Wausau. So all that coming up right after this. Cyclones fans, I want to take a quick second and talk to you about our friends at Mullins Cheese. We're located right in the center of Wisconsin, and nothing screams Wisconsin more than some cheese, specifically Mullins Cheese. We love cheese in all forms, all shapes, all sizes, and Mullins Cheese has it all. Did you know that you can tell who has the best cheese curds around by the squeak? 
Well, it's true. And at Mullins Cheese, they pack their cheese curds so that you can heat to squeak. Mullins Cheese isn't going to argue about who has the best cheese curds. They will just let the squeak speak for itself. Make sure you look for new heat to squeak packaging when you visit Mullins Cheese. That's why they say whether you're heading north or heading home, make Mullins a part of your journey. Mullins Cheese located at exit 175 off I-39 in Knowlton. And welcome back to Inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now is Director of Business Operations, Zach Surway. Zach, can't believe it. Uh, it. It's sad. We are at the end of the ropes as far as the season goes. Uh, that 12-game homestand honestly seemed like it kind of flew by, and now we are staring down the barrel at the final two home games of the season. Yeah, it did seem like it, it flew by here the second half of uh, the season, especially when you got all the the home games in a row, but um, obviously it's unfortunate that uh, the season turned out the way it did on the ice with uh, not being able to uh, to make the, the postseason, but uh, hopefully things are um, in a better state on the ice next season with uh, some full summer of recruiting on tap and improved product uh, on the ice for the fans to enjoy, but we certainly had a a good year um, still in terms of the fan support uh, here in Wausau and really happy with uh, how everyone still uh, supported the team, even through some of the uh, disappointment on the ice. And the Cyclones taking on the Milwaukee Power this weekend, who um, I believe can't make any further moves within the division. So who knows? They might be overlooking the Cyclones or they might not, you know, bring their A game or whatever. So it could uh, we could end up seeing a couple of wins here to really finish off the season strong on a home ice. Uh, certainly hoping for that, at least. Uh, but like every other home game, we have uh, more than just hockey as a reason for you to come on out. Starting with Friday night, it is family night. And, Zach, we know that uh, on family night, everyone can save 20% on tickets. Yeah, we're uh, happy to uh, be able to do that. Thanks to our friends at Festival Foods this Friday night. So, uh, like you mentioned, fans are going to be able to, to save uh, 20% on tickets, excluding Clone Zone tickets. Um, so, come out, come on out, bring the family. Like, we, uh, like we've said, just... Uh, Two more chances to see the Cyclones in action at Marathon Park all the way until uh, the middle of October. So get uh, get out of your house, and at that point, uh, we'll be uh, dumped on by probably tw- a foot of snow, and um, you'll be wanting to get out of the house uh, after that for sure. Yeah, and uh, if you think about it, you save 20% on tickets. That means if you're a family of five, bring the whole family down. Essentially, uh, you're paying for four tickets, and the fifth one gets in free. So a pretty good deal right there um, for any any size family, uh, anybody that's wanting to take in some Cyclones hockey. And, of course, as Zach briefly mentioned, the last chance to uh, take home a 22-ounce Cyclones memorabilia mug, which you can fill up with complimentary Bush Light Bud Light all Friday night long. If you haven't experienced the Clone Zone yet, um, even when the crowds have been a little bit smaller on Friday nights, the Clone Zone always seems to be bumping, always seems like a great time down there. So don't miss your last opportunity this season to take advantage, be part of the Clone Zone. Um, Zach, we also have Fan Appreciation Night coming up on Saturday. 
we know that's always a popular night where essentially if you show up, you've got a great chance of walking away with some sort of giveaway, some sort of prize. And on top of that this year, I believe in past years, we've never done an additional giveaway on top of those fan appreciation ones. But we are this year. It's a Cyclones Palm Beanie giveaway. So you show up. First, uh, as soon as you walk through the door, you're going to have a hat in your hand. And then, like I said, Zach, an incredible chance, uh, a very likely chance that you walk away with something else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you uh, put it in its simplest terms, essentially, uh, say you're an adult, you're, you pay a um, $10 ticket or $9 in advance. You get a um, Cyclones Palm Beanie hat back right away, uh, which would you know, retail for, um, anywhere in the range of 20 to $25. And then on top of that, like you said, uh, we have giveaways all night long with a good chance to win, um, somewhere in between at least a, uh, 10 to $20 gift card as well. So if you want to look at it as we're paying you to come to the game, uh, you can certainly do that. Cause for some people that'll be attending that that's, uh, that's how it'll be turning out, um, on Saturday night. And, uh, of course, that the, that's the very last chance to watch the Cyclones in person. Uh, so like Zach just said, we're, we're almost paying you to come to the game, and it's the last one of the season. Uh, what, what else could you be doing on a Saturday night that's better than that? Uh, so definitely come check out the Cyclones as they try and uh, skate to victory against the Milwaukee Power. Uh, and Zach, the money, uh, uh, the savings, I should say, just keeps on coming 25% off of all of our remaining merchandise. Yeah, so we uh, kicked that off here this this past weekend at uh, the home games, and we'll be continuing it here uh, for the final two games of the season. Uh, merchandise did go uh, pretty well this past weekend, so be sure to uh, to get your hands on um, all those different items from T-shirts, um, replica jerseys. Nothing is excluded in the 25% off, uh, so that's certainly a big deal, so... Um, you can get uh, a pretty big savings on if uh, you've been looking at that replica jersey all year long. Um, save a good chunk of, of money and uh, support the Cyclones as well. Yeah, that's a great point. If you've been looking at a jersey, maybe one of our higher-end sweatshirts or one of those bigger money items, 25% off, a great deal. You could take that 25% off and uh, buy, buy some drinks with it or maybe uh, buy another additional piece of, of merchandise, maybe a game puck. Uh, a mini hockey stick if you weren't at our giveaway last weekend. Lots of stuff that you can do with that 25% that you'll be saving. Uh, so make sure you take advantage of that as well. Um, we, we still got some great stuff for you to uh, look through and, and uh, go home with as far as the on-hand merch at the games. Uh, but other than that, uh, of course, we want to say thank you to all the fans. We had some great attendance numbers this year. I know we set a Cyclones record. Uh, for Corgi race night, had a couple other nights that really popped off. Um, and, and even if the team, you know, wavered at certain points of the year, maybe a, a handful of losses in a row, uh, the, the fans still always showed up in droves. They took advantage mm -hmm. of the clone zone and it, it was just a, a very good season. Um, the second, you know, season in history uh, for the Cyclones. And uh, it was a good one. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing that I want to, Say we can discuss this more on uh, next week's final regular season episode, but um, just quickly, it's I think it goes to to show um, just how much value 
that we do provide our fans when they're attending our games, uh, whether it's last Saturday night, you're going home with a, a bobblehead um, to all the different fan giveaways that we did, hats, T-shirts, um, the different causes that we raised money for from the, the jersey auctions, Pink the Rink, uh, obviously the, the Winter Dog Corgi races, um, the Halloween trick-or-treat. Um, game way back in uh, October. That was a, a highlight. Um, see all those kids dressed in costumes. Of course, the the home opener. Um, it was a really fun year all around um, for our fans. I think to attend games and, uh, like I said, provide value for our community. And at the end of the day, just give something for our community that uh, people can feel part of. That is is something bigger than themselves, and it's definitely. Uh, we de- definitely don't take um, the fans for granted, and uh, we know how special uh, the community here is in central Wisconsin. Yeah, well well said, perfectly put. And uh, like you said, we will dive into some of those season highlights and kind of look back uh, more in depth on certain nights, uh, either next week or in the coming couple of episodes. And just like last year, uh, I put out the that final episode with all the highlights and pretty much everybody on the team got, you know, a highlight or two. Um, I'm going to do my best to do that uh, again this year. Obviously, I'm a, a little more swamped this year than I was last year, but I'm going to make it my mission to have that episode out again here in the coming weeks. Um, so like you said, we'll reminisce a little bit about that. But we just uh, it, next week, but we just wanted to say thank you to the fans as we head into our final two home games this weekend. Zach, you also touched on the fact that uh, we're probably going to get dumped on with a ton of snow, hearing upwards of a couple of feet of snow. I work with a few meteorologists. I still never know what to believe. Uh, But (laughs) if you had to guess over the next couple of days, come Friday morning, how much snow you think is going to be on the ground? Well, I will go with, since you do work at News 9 WAOW, that's uh, the forecast that I'm going to go with. Um, so as of eight hours ago um, on WAOW, they're predicting uh, 10 to 16 inches of snow from Tuesday night to Thursday with um, some isolated 20-inch uh, marks over closer to the west of us to uh, Eau Claire. So I guess how about we set the – with that 10 to 16 number – do we want to set the over under number at 12 or do you want to set it at like 13? What, I, I what was do you thinking think? like 11 and a half, 12. That's, that's because okay. you know they always say to try and prepare for a little bit more. And it usually ends up being a little bit on the lower end. So I would set that number maybe at 11 and a half or 12. And I think, I think I'm going to take the under. I just, uh, we've, been pro- we've been promised so many giant snowstorms here in the last, <laughs> uh, the last couple of months. Uh, I remember school got canceled like two days ahead of time, you know, back in December, whatever it was. And then we ended up getting like three or four inches. Um, I believe the guys that I work with, but I'm going to believe them on the on the lower end of things. So I'm going to say it hovers around that 10, 11 inch mark. So I'm going to take the under. Okay. well, I mean, I do I do feel like uh, the station you work for, they do have uh decent forecasts um I, I i certainly know it's not the the easiest job to uh especially as we're uh, recording this on monday night there's still a lot of things that could potentially change um but you know what i am going to how about um just for fun's sake i'm gonna go with the over 11 and a half 
Um, and uh, I think we're going to get a, a full foot of snow in Wausau. So this has to occur in Wausau. So maybe we'll put a, a friendly wager on it. Um, we'll do dinner at Lutakaria for uh, the winner of, uh, of the bet here, Jake. How's that sound? I love it. Uh, it's been a while since we've been at Latakaria together, so I love that. I will take you up on that. Let's uh, set it at an even uh, or at an 11 and a half because you're taking a foot or more. I will take uh, 11 inches Perfect. or less. Uh, so we'll set the over under at 11 and a half there. And then uh, maybe come Friday morning, I can get an official snow report straight from WAOW. And, and that's what we'll base it off of. So uh, looking forward to it for sure. Um, it, Whatever happens, it's going to be an incredible weekend of hockey and uh, uh, definitely a, a weekend that you're going to want to join us uh, inside of the Marathon County Ice Arena. I can promise you that. Uh, so, Zach, uh, again, one last time, thank you for the to the fans. And uh, we really hope that you come out and join us and enjoy these last couple of Cyclone games. And then uh, one more uh, 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 set of away games, I believe, and then we turn our, our – uh, turn our focus to the off season. I, I really can't believe that uh, we've already hit this point of the season again, but still two more hockey games at home to enjoy. And Zach, I'll be seeing you for those. Go clones. Go clones. That is director of business operations for the Wausau Cyclones, Zach Surway. The Wausau Cyclones are proud to partner with Apex Learning Virtual School. They offer more NCAA approved courses than any other virtual school out there. They're an accredited school that has been around since 1997, and they understand the need for flexibility in your class schedule if you're going to train and be able to play the way that you need to in order to play hockey at the next level. Take advantage of that. Players have seen their core GPA go up as much as 23%, while their SAT scores on average are 15% higher than the national average. They know what they are doing. If you are not sure about enrolling full-time just yet, you can give Apex Learning Virtual School a try with just one course. Give them a call at 206-489-1079 and get started today. At Precision Body and Frame, customer satisfaction is based on years of experience. As our customer, you will receive the finest quality repairs available. We are ready and willing to answer all of your questions concerning repair or estimating process. Our professional staff will assist you with your insurance company and claims handling procedures. Visit precisionbodyandframe.com for more details on all the services offered. This meeting is being recorded. And welcome back to Inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now is one of the newest members of the Wausau Cyclones. He comes to us from Midland, Michigan. It is number 39, Colin Lemansky. And Colin, first of all, I know it's pretty early this morning, so thanks for uh, sitting down and taking some time here. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Of course, we're excited to have you in Wausau, man. Uh, I know I messaged you a little bit back and forth, and it seems to me that the common theme this year, you came to us from Austin Ice Bats, um, where you saw a lot of shots and then you come to Wausau, you see even more shots. And we're definitely going to dive into that because, you know, some goalies love it. The more action they see in a game, the better they feel. Other guys are like, Hey, I don't necessarily want to see 70 shots a game. So we're going to get into that and see, uh, you know, find out which kind of goal you are. But first of all, I want to start with a uh, hockey history. Like I do with all you guys. Tell me a little bit about playing growing up in Michigan. Where did you play as, as a youth? 
And then how did you eventually make your way into the NA3? Uh, so I started out just playing like normal house hockey from like ages four to six, maybe. Then got into travel hockey, which is my local team for about a year. Then moved on to team a little farther away, the Saginaw Junior Spirit. I don't know if you're familiar with their OHL team, but it was just like their junior team. So I played on them for, or for them for three years. Then I moved to uh, the Flint Junior Firebirds, which is another OHL team, but I played for their younger team for a year. After that, I went back to the Saginaw Junior Spirit for a year. Then after that, I went to high school hockey. Uh, played my four years of high school hockey at, at Midland Dow High School in Michigan. And then I decided to play junior hockey, and that ended me here. So, yeah. So you've bounced around quite a bit uh, in your younger career, at least. So that probably helped you be- become a little bit comfortable. It's your first year in the NA3, and you already, you know, you it looks like you started on the Jackalopes, never played uh, at all for them, ended up with the Ice Bats, and then here in Wausau. So did that moving around as a younger player kind of help you uh, make a quicker or better adjustment here moving from the ice bats to the cyclones? Uh, I guess I guess you could say that, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't When I decided to play junior hockey, I knew I was going to have to most likely not just stay in one position the whole time, or at least I didn't want to. I wanted to be able to move around and get on better teams or whatnot. So I guess that helps, but... Um, I was expecting it too. So I wasn't like super surprised whenever I was like, Oh, I have to move or I need to do this or that. So, yeah. Sure. It's, it's kind of the life of a, of a hockey player, especially at the junior level. Um, uh, so one thing about you, you're a pretty big frame. You go six to 194 is your listed, uh, uh, height mm-hmm. and weight. Um, I, my, I played goalie my whole life. I had never even snipped six foot. So I'm definitely jealous of, of you guys that have that big frame. Uh, when did you kind of hit a growth spurt where you always a larger goalie and you have a ton of skill uh, as far as movement? I'm, I'm impressed by the way that you move. You always make yourself real big in net when you make that save, you know, a nice C cut right back out to the top of the crease, ready for that next shot. It's impressive stuff for a big guy because a lot, a lot of times bigger guys just rely on their size more so than their skill and their ability to move. When did you kind of hit that growth spurt? And then uh, did you do a lot of camps and stuff growing up or really where does your skill, your movement ability come from? Yeah, um, so I used to be like really up until about my sophomore, freshman year in high school, probably was around like five foot. And then I just hit that like that one year in high school and I just like shot right up like a whole foot in a year, which was really crazy because it made I was really lanky then for a while. But and I feel I had to fill out a little bit, but that's about when I popped up there. But um, as far as the skating wise or movement wise, I never, I mean, I did a few camps. I was obviously always here and there, but um, skating and just being quicker in my crease, that's just something I've always tried to work on. And this past year I've worked with my goalie coach, Taylor Carey from Michigan, and he's really helped me out with that. And I give a lot of credit to him because he's told me a lot more about like, just like, you got, you should do this and then that. And like, you know what I mean? Like just working on simple stuff and skating and stuff like that. So. Well, another thing that I've noticed about you too, is, is the effort you never give up on a play, whether it's a second, third, fourth save, uh, you almost made an incredible head first diving save the other night where the puck hit your paddle and it just redirected back into the net instead of, you know, out, it would have been just uh it would have been a great yeah. thing to see, but um 
that that ability or that willingness to never give up on a play is that something that's just ingrained in you or, or you just hate the puck crossing the goal line that much or where does that really extra effort and that care come from um kind of both those things like I, I don't know I just really hate to lose games and like if I can do anything to make a difference like that then I, I obviously will I'm not going to just let them have a kickwalk in the net and then just score an easy goal or something so I'm always trying to you know, make the last effort or do anything I can to keep a goal out because at the end of the game, like, like on um, last Friday, 4-3 game, we lost. And I feel like, you know, like sometimes like, oh, I can make another save and we could have won that game or something like that. But yeah, just always, always give them a hundred percent, hundred ten percent effort and then trying to keep us in it for the boys. So. And that, that makes you a likable player and a great locker room guy as well. You know, guys definitely feed off that energy between the pipes. Um, so let's kind of focus here on then your transition to Wausau since joining the Cyclones. Uh, you have officially a two, three and one record. You've played 361 minutes, have allowed just 24 goals on 274 shots. So that's a three, nine, nine goals against, but a nine, one, two save percentage. So kind of what I was uh, uh, referring to at the beginning there, you know, when you have when when a goalie's goal uh, goals against average floats around that four number, yet you're still saving about ninety two percent of the pucks that have come your way. You know, you're yeah. getting peppered pretty hard. Um, so, since joining Wausau, first of all, tell me a little bit about the transition. Were you uh, when you found out you were being traded? Uh, were you excited? Uh, were you kind of curious to come to Wausau? And then, uh, how have the guys kind of embraced you? And what's the experience been like in the locker room since arriving here? Yeah, so when I found out it was done and done, I was coming to Wausau. Um, I I don't know if you know this, but I know number 25, Matt Witt from Midland, Michigan. He's also from there. And I was like, oh, that's going to be like cool because I know him and I've been friends with him growing up for 12 years now or so like that. So I was like, that's going to be great. And then coming to the locker room like the first few days, like I don't know how the boys were excited to have me and they're all were like, you know, like they've heard they looked, I guess, looked at me and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, like he looks like he's probably a decent goalie and stuff. And I was like, all right, great. And yeah, when I came in, they were all just nice and talking to me and stuff like that. So it was good. Well, it's good to hear that you, that you were embraced. And definitely after your first couple of appearances, I'm sure they were even more excited to have you on the team as you won your first two games, I believe, two home games. Uh, and then you've, you've really, uh, for the most part, uh, you've kind of kept them in these last few weeks where, you know, they're just getting out shot five, six to one. Uh, whatever, which brings me to my next point. Um, do do you kind of like that, especially as you know, uh, a developing goalie in junior hockey? Would you prefer all those shots because it's like, hey, the more shots I see, the more action I'm getting, the better I'm getting? Or would you prefer to maybe see you know shots in the 25, 35 range like a typical goalie might? Uh, tell me a little bit uh, about that and kind of your thought process when you're facing 70 shots a night. Yeah. So. Um... I would like, I mean, it'd be, it would be nice facing lower, a lot lower amount of shots sometimes, but I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I'm not complaining about facing a ton of shots because, or like in the 50 range or higher like that, because like in, I feel like at least in Austin, I was always getting that amount of shots. And I feel like from the start of the year to now, my level because of those shots and intensity in some of the games I have to be, it's my my level of competes gone like a little lower to like way above here now. So I think in the end, if as long as, or whenever I move on to college hockey and stuff like that, I think then hopefully I'll be on a better, like consistent 
lower level shot team, like maybe in the twenties, thirties, then I think that'll really help out. So. Yeah. I think the NA three as a whole, really, unless you're one of those real top, you know, mm -hmm. tier echelon teams, shots just come, you know, it's part, it's, it's kind of in the territory. It's part of the game where uh, teams are, have a lot more offensive ability than maybe, you know, defensive prowess. Yeah. So uh, shots, just goalies just have to kind of deal with that. Plus on top of that Cyclones roster has kind of been stripped down a little bit. We have traded away mm -hmm. a bunch of our, you know, leading scorers. Uh, we were without a couple of our uh, main defensemen over the last two games. So of course, all that's going to add up to a ton of shots. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, if you, if you return next year, uh, I don't know if you're obviously you're planning on, you know, moving up as quick as you can, but if you're back next year, hopefully uh, we've got, you know, a more well-built roster, a, a very solid defensive team, and you won't have to face, you know, that 50 plus a night. Um, but that kind of leads me to my next question. What are your ultimate plans here? Obviously this was your first year in the NA three. You're still a, a young goaltender. Um, are you looking to try and climb the ranks as fast as possible? And what are your ultimate goals here? Yeah. Um, I'm looking hopefully next year to get back to the North American hockey league, but if that doesn't work out or, uh, some other like junior a hockey league in Canada doesn't seem to go any way, then yeah, I'd definitely come back here in a while. So, I mean, I've loved it here so far and it's been great and I've loved everything about it. So definitely would come or if I am able to come back here then I would come back here but I'll just have to wait and see I guess so your time in Odessa were you mainly just a, a practice goalie did you suit up at all or tell me a little bit about um, your experience in the null yeah I wasn't there very long um I just dressed like three games or so and just watched or whatever <laughs> I guess like that a few practices and stuff like that and then yeah back to Austin so was a short lived, but it was, I was, it was nice. I liked it. It was a good experience. So. Yeah. And, and I have uh, all the confidence, confidence in the world that you're going to be back there soon enough, but I uh, would love to see you in a Cyclones jersey personally, at least for a while next season as well. Um, so do you watch a ton of hockey? I know some guys really don't consume a lot, a lot of hockey. Other guys are obsessed with it uh, and watch it all the time. Who did you kind of watch and idolize growing up? And do you still watch a lot of hockey? Um. I don't sit down as much anymore on like the TV and watch it, but I always do watch like on my phone, like highlights or like clips on like Instagram or something like that. Uh, as an idolize, um, growing up, I really liked Jonathan quick because he was like, really, I don't know. I thought he was really fast always. And like, really like could get down low and like, you know, go here, 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 and here. And I'm kind of a little different than him. I'm a bigger size and stuff like that, but I kind of liked his speed and stuff like that. So growing up, I was always like trying to kind of be like him, but now I've kind of shifted away a little bit. And, but as in team and like stuff like that, oh, obviously the Red Wings being from Michigan. So I just always liked them and stuff like that. And they've been a little shaky lately, but in the past they've been really good. So, yeah. Yeah. They're a young team right now too, but you know, uh, if you could pick a franchise that's had, you know, some of the best goaltending of all time, the Red Wings would definitely be up there. So, um, you know, obviously a lot of that happened in the late eighties, nineties, early two thousands, uh, when you were pretty young, but, um, definitely, uh, uh, some great goaltending that, that has come through Detroit. Um, so just a few more for you. What, uh, what are your, I already asked you your ultimate goals in, in hockey, but what are you wanting to get better at this off season? Like, where kind of assess the weaknesses in your game maybe, or just things that you think that uh, after, you know, a, a season where you did see so many shots and you have played so many games now this season, what do you think you need to get better at and improve on 
uh, in the next few months before uh, hitting the ice again next October? Um, I think my my skating ability around the net sometimes could use some work. I think it's been proved a lot this year, like I've said about some other uh, that, that I've thought from the start of the year because of all the shots I've seen kind of, but I think that could improve a good deal still. And then my post, my glove side post play, sometimes I feel a little shaky on that whenever I go down to my uh, RVH. So I think that could improve as well some, but those are my main two things. I think I'm going to try to perfect or at least get better at. So That's good to have something zeroed in on, you know, this off season, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, next mm-hmm. year you can, you can put that into, into use and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you, you are uh, able to accomplish what you want to there. Um, tell me a little bit about how you prepare for games. I know some guys are a little bit more outspoken. They like to interact with the, with the team. Other guys are real quiet and reserved to themselves. Do you have a pregame kind of routine to get ready or uh, what are you kind of like in a locker room before a game? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm one of those quiet guys. I don't really say, I don't like to say anything really before um, my games that I'm playing, but uh I usually, I don't know, I get to the rink, just throw my warm-up, like, shorts and T-shirt or whatever, get my tennis ball, just throw it against the wall for a while, uh, get my glove, gloves, blocker glove, uh, work them in a little bit, just get the feel of it. Uh, do that for a little bit, go maybe in the bleachers after a while, just sit there and just think about what I'm going to do and stuff like that, uh, go over things in my head. Uh, after that, go team warm-up with the with the guys then maybe after just throw the ball a little bit more and then get dressed and go on for warm-up so what about the on-ice warm-ups themselves and now some guys would prefer if they could take you know five ten shots total that's what they would mm-hmm. like other guys they want to be in there you know warming up for 10 out of the 12 total total minutes or whatever yeah. what are your views on actual on-ice warm-ups um i mean i i like them i like to be able to get to see that puck and do different scenarios so i like a lot of shots always but um, some guys I know don't, so I don't, I don't know. I guess it just varies, but I like the shots always, and I always like to do the, my certain little things. Like whenever I skate out to like half ice, I'll go in the same spot. And I'll just like it might not be in the same order, but I always like have like certain things in my checklist that I like to do. I just do this and then that, and then go get more shots, and then same thing. So, so it seems like you're a little bit of a creature of habit type goalie. Yeah, uh, you like to yeah. feel comfortable, be a little repetitive, and get yourself ready, which is you know that's pr- pr- pretty typical. Um, uh, last one for you here, Colin, uh, when you eventually hang up the skates, whenever that might be, you know, years down the road, when you look back at your career, what's, what's going to make you happy having been able to accomplish? Like, what are your ultimate, what, what goal are you trying, or excuse me, what level are you trying to play at? Or maybe what would, uh, just make you happy that, Hey, I was able to accomplish this. I'm satisfied with my career. Um, I mean, honestly, I know it's a big question, go, guys. Yeah. You guys have to think about this one a little bit. I mean, if I could, as long as I'm able to play junior hockey again next year and then college hockey the year after, I'd have a career. But for me to be, if I was 100, 110% satisfied, if I could play in the North American Hockey League next year and then play NCAA Division Three hockey the year after for four years or so, that would be, that'd be my, I'd be satisfied with that, I guess you could say. 
I I spent a lot of time around Division Three. I broadcasted for the team here in Stevens Point. I watched them win a couple national championships, and I know for a fact uh, if you continue to grow, you you definitely have the ability to play at that level. And and uh, Division Three is is great hockey. It's so much fun. I, yeah. I love. I I'm in, I'm in love with Division Three hockey. So. Um, I, I think that's a, a realistic and a great goal. And who knows, you might actually surprise yourself and actually uh, supersede that goal as well. A lot of guys uh, have the ability to kind of move on from a, from NA3 or excuse me, from division three and extend their career even a couple of years beyond what they were, what they were imagining. So um, I definitely, yeah, I definitely wish you the best of luck, man. I'm happy that you're here in Wausau, whether it was for that handful of games or if you return next year, uh, glad to have watched you play and I'm excited to watch the rest of your career. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me on here. Of course. Uh, enjoy practice. I know you guys are, are coming down to the nitty gritty in the season here. You got the mm-hmm. this, the home uh, finale coming up this weekend. So yeah, hopefully yeah. going to be a couple of, of victories against the Milwaukee Power. And uh, I guess we'll see you around the rink then. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. All right. That was number 39 goaltender for the Wausau Cyclones, Colin Lemansky.